afternoon and welcome to this live edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. And why don't we just say Merry Christmas because we can freely say that today because it is a wonderful time to celebrate Jesus. Of course, we celebrate uh, Christ here on Bot Radio Network 365 days out of the year. And so uh, we're glad to be able to do that in special time with family and friends at Christmas. And everybody's got the parties and all the last-minute shopping they're trying to do as we move into these next couple of weeks. But we're excited to share this live edition of our program, not only on AM640 and FM100.7 and our live stream, too, but we're bringing our uh, show to our live Facebook feed on my Facebook channel. So if you want to actually see these lovely ladies in my studio today, uh, you can go to my Facebook feed, Byron Tyler, and see us uh, stream it live. But uh, today we're, we're bringing back a ministry into the studio that I'm really excited to talk about. If you remember, just a couple of months ago, had the privilege of having David Jordan, the executive director of Agape Child and Family Services. David has been a longtime friend of me personally and of this station and the incredible work that Agape does to in our community and the, the multifaceted type of work that they do, too. It's incredible that they do here in our city. We're going to talk about that. But uh, when David was here last time, he brought a lady, Lori Humber. Hum, excuse me. Let me get it right, Lori. I, for some reason, I want to say Humner, but I know it's it's Humner. Is that right? Actually. I'm saying it wrong. It's, yes. I'm Actually, gonna, it's Umber. Umber. Oh, I said it wrong the last time you were here. You didn't correct me. <laughs> it's perfectly fine. It's Say it one more time. Umber. Umber. Lori Umber. That's simple. I can say that. Well, thanks for correcting me. I guess people probably butcher your name a lot. Constantly. The you know, H really throws people. That's what it's so it's you leave the H off. And exactly. It's Umner. No, I'm saying it wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm messing this up here. Umber. 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 Okay, I'm going to just write that down in my vocabulary so we won't mess that up anymore today. But, Lori, it's so good to have you back. Lori is the uh, coordinator, really the director, of the volunteer, all the volunteer work that Agape. I'll tell you what, if volunteers weren't part of Agape, Agape probably wouldn't exist. Is that right? Or maybe not to the same degree. I do think we'd exist, but I think our impact on the community would be diminished significantly. Yeah. Um, much of our work is delivered through volunteers and through volunteer programming and then likely through partners. Yeah. Is you And I know that you're a ministry, Lori, that is, I mean, engaging the community uh, throughout the year. You know, I mean, you're not just looking at Christmas doing, you know, special projects. I mean, this is just one more addition to all of the work that you do. Let's just back up a little bit for those maybe first time not familiar with Agape and tell us what you guys are all about. Now, Agape does serve 365 days a year. We are 47 years old, and just like our name, we love people. That's our goal. Yeah. We want to be where people are and where people in need are, and our desire is to meet need as they see it, not as we interpret it, in the communities where they live. Now, am I recalling right when you t visited with us last time, you said that you yourself were a volunteer, I think, before you started on staff, or am I wrong there? Mm, no, I, I came on staff in 2010 as their first full volunteer coordinator working towards Ah. Strictly community programming. Okay, that's what it is. That yeah. sometimes throws people because they mistake the volunteer piece as being a role rather than a 
job location. Yeah, and it really is because you're having to coordinate, I mean, a lot of different schedules, and you're having to mobilize your troops, if you will, to meet a lot of different needs in our in our city, you know. I mean, of course, you're starting now to really place a, a real vital emphasis in education, and you've adopted some schools, and you're working there for reading programs. David and I have talked about that mm-hmm. in the past. So, uh, talk about some of the different areas that volunteers are mobilized. We utilize volunteers in all of our programming. Um, very little escapes the need for volunteerism. Um, We use volunteers during the day in schools, in nine um, schools throughout the city, mainly Fraser, Hickory Hill, and Whitehaven. We place volunteers to help with everything from literacy to special events to sometimes shadowing a child who just needs a little bit extra attention. And then we have a very vibrant mentoring program that we are starting in elementary schools in Hickory Hill. And within the next year, hope to move to another community. And at the end of two more years, hope we have it in all of the communities we serve. We use volunteers with our transitional housing program. And then in a whole breadth of programming in the community that um, these schools are located in. Yeah. And so I guess, too, when you look at filling volunteer needs, I mean, sometimes those positions uh, demand a, uh, a special skill. You know, obviously you have to have a willing heart, somebody who loves Christ and wants to invest, you know, in people's lives. That's bottom line. But sometimes there might be some unique things that somebody might need to bring to the table. Occasionally we do need volunteers with unique skills. Um, you know, sometimes I have an accountant who would really like to help a single mom with a budget. And that that's definitely a skill set that's, you know, trained for and designated. What I have found is that most people have all the skills they need. They just need a little direction and training to know how to utilize those. Yeah. When we talk about the people you serve, because you serve some wonderful people in our community, uh, let's talk about these families. Let's talk about some of their struggles. Uh, there's, there's multiple or multifaceted, you know, struggles I know. Let's talk about some of them. Um, the root of most of the struggles that our families deal with, I think, stems from poverty, and it's a cycle. And you could point to anywhere on that cycle things like education, housing stability, employment, um, safety is a primary concern with all the families we serve. But when you start dissecting the etiology, the root, the real cause of a lot of these issues, they're so intertwined that it's hard to dissect. But poverty and lack of resource availability becomes the primary, I think, underlying cause. Yeah. Lori, give me some examples for you. I mean, I I guess in your job, I know you get really busy and you have to spend a lot of time at the office behind the desk. But you get to pull away sometimes and really interact with some of these families personally yourself? Oh, I do. Um, That's what is able to inspire me and keep what I do real. That's what allows my staff and I to, when we speak of the work and we bring on volunteers, uh, to be able to train them appropriately and talk about what we do. I mean, I meet families regularly that... um, were homeless and now they're not because they're in one of our rehousing programs. Maybe it's a single mom who's fleeing domestic violence. Um, You're generally speaking, but inspire our listeners. Inspire me right now. Give me some stories. You don't have to give names if you don't want to. I understand, you know, trying to be confidential there, but give me some some heart stories that we can can relate to. Six months ago, um, I was at a 
actually I was not there, my staff. I had two staff people at a school fair, an informational fair at a charter school in Memphis. And they were at a booth handing out agape literature. Um, Very common activity. We do this frequently. A lady runs up to one of my staff people, all smiles, I mean, glowing. Y'all saved me. And neither of them knew her. And the more they talked, it turned out she had been in our Families and Transitions program um, nine years prior, um, working now full-time, in school full-time, parenting three children who are doing well in school in a residence that she's paying her rent on. Um, And her first question was, how can I give back? And since that time, she's been interviewed for the news, and she's been featured in a couple of written um, publications and just three weeks ago spoke at a Thanksgiving dinner for our current clients who are in the Families in Transition <laughs> program. And talk about inspiring. She's she's up there telling them, if you think it's hard, stick with it. If you think sometimes rules are tough, stick with it. I wish I had done more than I did. But to see her want to come back, to approach us, to us not even have to seek her out, I mean, that's inspiring. Boy, that is so inspiring. And the fact that I mean, you have to start where you value human life, you know? Mm-hmm. When, you know, when you devalue something, you don't have to show it any respect or really any mm-hmm. care. But when you put value into what God puts value into, and we know that God puts a lot of value into human life because he created it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and, and there's a lot of different people going different ways in life, and, you know, because of, you said, because of even poverty issues or education or whatever. But we have the opportunity through Agape Child and Family Services to provide, you know, these resources that are incredible. And like I said, you guys keep, I mean, it just keeps getting so much better. I'm not using the right English here. You're not supposed to say much better, but I mean, (laughs) it's it's just, you know what I'm saying? It just keeps providing these services and ways to help people to find new direction for their life, to get out of these, like you said, these revolving doors of poverty and being stuck, you know? Well, you know, one of the things I think is most interesting about Christ's ministry on earth is that he, he, did, he could have easily held some lecture series with several hundreds of people and then at the end of three years deployed an army. Yeah. And I have no doubt if that's what Lord, the Lord had wanted, it had been effective. But what he chose to do was to spend intimate time with 12 men over the course of almost three years. And modeling is a much better way to teach. Yeah. And you can't do what you have not seen, and you can't dream what you have not known. And my goal and our goal as an agency for our volunteer department is that our volunteers provide a model. They provide a different influence. They provide something for people to see that they've never seen before. Which is a perfect segue into our next guest, (laughs) a perfect model for Agape Child and Family Services volunteer. We have Miss Martha Edwards. Martha, Merry Christmas. Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas to you as well. Thank you for having me. I surprised everybody by putting this camera on you too, but it's all good, you (laughs) know. We get the word out about, uh, you know, agape. Martha is a resilient volunteer. Well, she's got a wonderful <laughs> smile. Of course, Facebook listeners are able to see that right now. Thank you. But Martha, glad to have you here. Tell me your story. Give me your backstory. How long have you been in Memphis? And uh, when- Oh, I'm born and raised here um, in Memphis. I love Memphis. I left for a short while and went to Cleveland, but hard here. Husband and I just came back just to... Um, you know, I wanted to come back to Memphis, so yeah. I've been here all my life. So tell me about the first time you heard about Agape. 
first time I heard about Agape was through uh, one of my coworkers. They were doing, at that time, the bus tours to go to um, different fit centers that they had. And um, I was I was so intrigued by the program itself that I wanted to go and see what it was about. Um, me being a part of a program at a young age, I wanted to give back. Yeah. So I figured this was my opportunity to do so. Well, so, so let's I, stop there just mm-hmm. one second. Yes. When you were able, you were in a program similar to right. this when you at were a young age, at a young when age. I was young. So tell me about your circumstances. Well, I had a. It was a single-parent home, um, seven. I have seven brothers and sisters. Uh, My mom worked all the time, so she gave us her best. Um, she always worked somewhere that um, could provide for us, like a bread company. We always got free bread, or she worked at sewing, so we got to get materials to sew. So um, that's what we—that's what I was brought up in. And she always taught us, you know, what you get, you need to learn how to give back. Even though we didn't have much, she still taught us how to give back to others. What a great lady she was! Beautiful oh. lady. Oh my goodness! And so, where do you fit in that group of seven? I am number six. Number six. I am number six. Not quite the baby. A but strong a, six. A strong yes, six. A strong six. <laughs> you're, you're, people heard your voice, right? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so your friend kind of informed you about Agape? Informed us about the bus tour. I went on the bus tour. I saw what they were doing, and it was just so impressive to me um, that these people were given another opportunity, a second chance at life and making things better for their families. And after I saw this, I had to be a part of it. I went to a couple of the Heart Life programs that they had and got to see Maya Angelou. I got to see so many different people, Tim Tebow, and I was just so excited about the whole thing, yeah. and I haven't stopped since then. Wow, wow. So. And I can tell the excitement you were talking about, Lori. <laughs> yeah, she's wonderful. Uh, and, and so what was it? Okay, now, you're, you mentioned you work, or you're working. Yes. And you're, you're a wife. Yes. Do you have children? I do. I have two kids. I have a 20-year-old and a 15-year-old. Okay, so you're a busy mom. I am. Busy wife. Yes. You have a job. And are do. you also involved with your church? I am very involved in my church, born and raised. My husband and I both were and, born and, and raised. And the reason I'm saying all that, because mm-hmm. Agape is a, you know, like a parachurch organization we right. refer to. Right. And so you're having to invest time there. Yes. But you see the value in this. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Not too busy to serve, huh? Never too busy to serve. Okay, tell me about some of the benefits for you personally. I know you're giving back, like your mom taught you, right. to benefit others. Right. But what I have found is when, Lori, and I'm sure you have too, is when you serve other people, uh, I mean, it's it's like you get back a whole lot more than you give. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. We um, we do a bunch of programs with Lori. Whenever she asks us, we try to be obedient <laughs> and uh, provide our services. We have several people that work in our office. We're given um, two hours to three hours a day to leave the office and go and tutor for Agape at Autumn Ridge. And we absolutely love, we schedule our, you know, our days around them so that we can leave and do that. We have probably 11 or 12 mm-hmm. people that we have in our office that volunteer uh, Monday through Wednesday. Wow. And we leave work to volunteer the young kids at, a, at Autumn Ridge. Now, Lori, this is pretty neat here. I wasn't even <laughs> thinking about Here's an office where there's like a, a whole group of you know individuals that are serving together as a team yes. with Agape. Uh, it's wonderful. And they handle the scheduling. And they let me know when there's new members that need training. Yes. And they handle it if people are going to be out and they need to swap. 
And so with they've provided us a fully functioning support network for that location. Wow. For the 25 kids and families that are affected for the after-school programming at that apartment complex, I mean, Martha and her co-workers are well, a actually, wonderful safety net. Greystone, the company Greystone Servicing Incorporation, is the company that I work for, and our president believes in charity. He believes in giving back, and this is a huge opportunity mm-hmm. for us um, to give back to the Mid South. Yeah. Our company is based out of New York, but he does so much giving, and he's so caring that he gives us an opportunity to be able to do that as a company. Wow. You know, that, what these we're talking really servant leadership here, Lori. Definitely. Because it takes that right. to inf- infect and impact a city like Memphis that Absolutely. has so many needs. I mean, you know, ranked in one of the top po- impoverished, you know, cities in the country, uh, you know, per capita, and, and, and the, with the crime, all the things that we see. And so here is Agape providing this hope through the services that you do, and you're doing it with a wonderful team of volunteers mm-hmm. like Martha. It's delightful. Couldn't do it without them. <laughs> they even let me come and do the trainings at their office. Oh, okay. Now, you did mention that, and I think that's something that's very important, too, because there's probably somebody listening thinking, you know, I would love to volunteer. I'm either I've got time or I'm busy like Martha is, you know, and I still, but I've got some time I want to serve. But uh, I, I kind of maybe a little apprehensive, you know, trying to get started. And so you guys have a training program. We do have a training program. We have several different versions of that program. It depends on what activity the person thinks they might be interested in. Sometimes I train people on lots of activities until they find the one that works for them. Um, The training is two-part. We want them to have some skills and to be comfortable with their skills. And then we also want them to be culturally sensitive. We want them to be appropriate in their environment and not let that be a barrier to either their comfortability or their success. Yeah. And so you go over some of those issues in your training. Most definitely. You know, that's so important, too. Anytime, especially if you're going to engage a particular people that you're not normally, you know, involved with. And we want to be sensitive to certain things, maybe so we can be able to relate uh, I remember when I was in the youth, we took a trip to the Navajo Indian Reservation, you know, which was a pretty exciting event. We camped out in the, in the on the reservation and spent about a week doing wow. vacation Bible school. But there were certain, you know, yeses and nos we needed to be able to do, and it made working with these kids and the people so much easier, you know, and because you're you're going in to serve, right? And people see that they know when you're going in truly to serve and to give of yourself and your time. People pick that up, don't they, Martha? Yes, they do. Yeah. They do. Okay, now, uh, at Christmas time, as I mentioned, there's other things that Agape is involved with, one of which is the Christmas Box Campaign. It's going on right now, and uh, let's talk about that. Well, the Christmas um, Box Campaign is an exciting change this year. We've always done something for our children for Christmas. Um, We're growing by leaps and bounds in, in an effort to be good stewards of resources and still treat our children for something from for Christmas. We are sort of creating Christmas stockings. It's kind of what it looks like, except we've asked for them to come in a box, a box the size of a shoe box or a you know similar size right. packing. That's mainly so stuff doesn't fall out, so that it's wrapped, it goes in and out of cars easily, it's easy for our connectors, that's our site-based workers, to distribute and things don't get lost that way. Um, we are collecting this season more than 500 of these boxes for children elementary, middle, and high school. 
Um, there is a great flyer that explains the details of the project and actually provides some ideas for shopping list on our website, which is agapemeanslove.org. Um, we need boxes by Monday at the latest. Okay, that's this coming Monday. This coming Monday, the 18th. Now, were these boxes, do they need to be wrapped up, or are these still... I would love for them to be wrapped, but I would not refuse an unwrapped box. Okay. I have volunteers that I would call on <laughs> to wrap those boxes. And these boxes basically are for school-age children. They're for, they're for school-age children. It's to reward them for a semester of very hard work. Some of them have some pretty significant attendance or behavior issues that we have seen great strides and positive movement in, and we want to be able to give them something that says we recognize that you, too, like Christmas right. and enjoy getting treats and that you've worked really hard this year, and we want to, you to have some things to enjoy over the break. Or you mentioned on the website has a complete list of things. Give us some ideas of what would be good to put in these boxes. Like in an elementary boy box, Hot Wheels cars, Uno cards. Um, I think kinetic sand is a hot item this mm-hmm. year. My five-year-old nephew <laughs> says that that is the thing to get little That's boys. Um, Nerf toys. Um, you know, basketball, the basketball hoop that right. goes over the door, right. um, a book. Um, you're welcome to put a note in the box. Um, I wouldn't be upset if there was a small Bible in the box. Um, you know, just like a Christmas stocking, yeah. just in a box. Makes it fun. Okay, now, so once all these items are gathered, listeners get these boxes, fill them up with the items that the website gives you, these ideas. Uh, what do you do with the box then? If the box could be delivered to our Agape offices on Director's Row, which is not far from the airport, that would be fabulous. If we needed to pick up the boxes, we are willing to negotiate that as well. And let me just go ahead and say this to our Facebook listeners live right now and also to those listening on AM640 and FM. 100.7. If you do a box and you want to drop it by our station here at uh, 6401 Poplar Avenue, Suite 640, we'll receive the box and I'll call Lori and we'll make sure by Monday you'll get the boxes. Anybody comes between now and Monday if you want to bring it here. That can be easy, another drop easy point for that you. That would be fabulous. So we'll be glad to receive boxes here too. That would be wonderful. Thank you. Uh, now, Martha, have you been with Agape long enough to see a Christmas boxes handed out in the past? Well, um, Christmas boxes are new. Oh, this is new. It's, it's new because we have gotten to a scale that we had to come up with some ideas that were a little more manageable. Yeah, because you've, you've got, how many kids did you say again? Uh, over 500. Over 500. I mean, that's a lot of Christmas presents. That yeah. is. But <laughs> Mar- Martha has seen some Christmas at Agape. We've been with Agape, I want to say five. Mm-hmm. About five years. Okay, so what's the, what's Christmas like at Agape, Martha? Oh my God, <laughs> tons of of gifts. It's like um, the angels. We would pick angels and let them fill out um, different things they wanted on their list. So with our company, um, each department, you know, got two or three angels, and we just completed what they wanted and. They, the office gets excited because they wrap them up and they, they get them all together for Lori and they'll come out and pick it up <laughs> a lot of times. So we just have joy going out to buy all these gifts for the kids. It, op- it warms our hearts. It gets us ready for Christmas, the season of giving. So... It's a good thing. It's we a love good it. thing. It's, it's a, a good thing. Wow. And again, those items need to be collected and given over to Agape by next Monday. Yes. Or, like I said, you can stop by the station here, 6401 Poplar Avenue. Well, uh, we want to let friends know we're really emphasizing the need for volunteers. Are there opportunities, Lori, in the next couple of weeks just to volunteer at Christmas time? 
Actually, we do not have a lot of singularly Christmas activities. Okay. A lot of our work does revolve around the school calendar. Right. Um, schools let out in Memphis next Wednesday. I know our staff are looking forward to a short break. <laughs> and um, Agape has really blessed our, their staff. We are off the week of Christmas. Nice. But we do have a volunteer training coming up January 9th. January 9th. At 6 o'clock. We do serve dinner, so we would love it if people RSVP'd. And at that time, we would have all kinds of um, opportunities available for people to start plugging into. Okay, now, should folks make a reservation for mm-hmm. this right now? So what should they do? They need to call my office and ask for Lori at 901-323-3600. Okay, 901-323-3600 if you want to volunteer uh, training on mm-hmm. uh, January 9th. 6 p.m. So it gives you a chance to enjoy the holidays mm-hmm. and then, you know, be prayed up and ready to, you know, get geared up for this uh, new training uh, session. And uh, and so you – and I guess there's such a variety. And in, in the training session, you'd probably learn of the different volunteer opportunities there. We do. We go through opportunities where you can deal with adults. We go through opportunities where you're dealing with children in the community. And we go through opportunities where you are dealing with children in schools. Yeah. So a great, great bunch of opportunities. Wow, this is great. I love agape. Agape means love, yes. and and it means the greatest love ever, you know, the unconditional love <laughs> of what Jesus came and gave to us. And so we celebrate that at Christmas, and we celebrate that through the ministry and work of Agape Child and Family Services. Just a very Merry Christmas to you, Miss Lori. And Martha, thank you so thank much you. for stopping by. And uh, don't know what else to say. Have you guys got big plans for Christmas? How about you, Martha? No big plans. Just being with family. Hey, that's the best thing. How about you, Lori? <laughs> I'm, me, the same here. Yeah. Daughter coming home from school. Can't wait for her to get home next week and wow. ready to start the holidays. You know, we were talking about my wife this morning. You know, he said, hey, we're not going to get all out of just enjoying it, you know, about Christmas. We're going to be with family. We're going to enjoy. We're going to relax. And really celebrate what life's about through Christ, you know, as we as we celebrate Him coming here. And so, what a wonderful thing. Again, friends, if you want more information about the great work of Agape Child and Family Services, go to the website, which means agapemeanslove.org. That's agapemeanslove.org. Martha, Lori, Merry Christmas to you. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas to you. Thank you all for stopping by. Thank welcome. you. Thank you. Friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I want to say goodbye also to my Facebook family. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.